Monday's child is fair of face. Tuesday's child is full of grace. Wednesday's child is full of woe. And Thursday's child has far Join me as we explore a world half a breath away from our own, where we will brush against the familiar and slip past it to twine our fingers against something unexpected. Like Robert Frost, I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep. Stay awake with me. As we peek into the case files our two investigators have left unattended at the desk. Overwritten, Episode 2, Dreamland. Begin case file number 8746B, subject, Wraith. I know we aren't supposed to talk about the dreams when they happen or what they're about. We're not supposed to be giving people hints, you know? But we've been doing this for a while, so I know I can trust you to hold on to this secret for me. Just just turn off the cameras this once, okay? Okay. So, it started off pretty normal. I mean... As normal as a hunt ever starts. Someone somewhere had put in a call, and there were a lot of concerned faces around, but no one going into the actual buildings. I'm, I'm not sure why. I mean, it wasn't scary on the outside. They wouldn't have had any reason to know. It just looked like a big, sprawling estate with these three-story buildings all stacked up like Easter cakes, faded pastel paint and crumbling stonework, that kind of thing. Nothing dark, nothing sinister. I mean, <laughs> hell, the grass was even still green. I remember that. It was bright green, and somebody had recently mown the lawn. There was upkeep going on there. I... I don't know why people didn't go in before me. Um, apparently some well-off family used to live there a long time ago, before everything got like how it is now, you know. Uh, anyway, it was a call, and I answered. Me and the sprig, it <laughs> that, that thing goes everywhere with me now. It's... I still haven't taught it how to talk with words yet, but I understand it when it screeches. And the whole time it's telling me people are scared, people have gone missing, people are seeing lights out at dusk. It's standard dream stuff. It's an easy story, right? You go in, you drag out the usuri, you make it confess, you kill it where everyone can see, then you move on, right? I mean, you level up. We all get those dreams. But 
this. This didn't go that way. And before you say anything, no, I'm not scared. I'm not scared now, and I wasn't scared then either. Not for myself, but something was off about the place. It didn't smell right. After you get pulled into a few hunts, I don't know if you've ever hunted, but after a few times you get used to this over-the-top thing that all the usuri do. There's always blood everywhere. There's crap smeared on the walls. There's rusty knives and big, tall creatures with stitches across their skin or skinny, pale men with glowing red eyes. It's all bullshit. But it's good enough to keep most people away. It's... But it's not real, though. And if you just ignore it, most of that fades into the background while you work. But this place... This place wasn't like that at all. There was no blood anywhere, and it just... It smelled like dust and pine sap and old books. There was sunlight coming in through these thin gauze curtains, and it lit the sprig up all shimmery like its feathers were turning colors I've never seen before. So, I'm walking. I'm looking. I've got the Chris out, of course. But, after a while, I just, I put it away, because the place looked nothing like a den, or a lair, or a nest, or anything in there. It was just... It was beautiful. It was falling apart, but it was beautiful. On the walls, um, I noticed these really faint symbols, like uh, a Mobius strip with a teardrop hanging underneath, and then next to that was a fractal that looked like a star or a snowflake collapsing in on itself. There were some other ones too, but I, I can't remember those now. Uh, I'm not sure what any of those are supposed to mean. <sighs> anyway, I'd gone through three out of the five buildings, and I was just going to call the whole thing a false alarm and head out. Looking back now... Um, I think they probably could have killed me at any point. I didn't even have the knife out anymore. Um, I walked downstairs, back out into the courtyard, and there was this woman standing there. And she was so beautiful that it hurt to look at her. Her hair was this perfect wreath of curls, like little spirals and squiggles and crinkles winding up into the sky, and the ends of her hair were frosted with, like, glittery stuff, diamond dust. She was tall, and her skin was dark, and had that silver glitter just dusted over it mostly along her arms, but her lips looked like they were coated in diamond dust. She stared at me, and I forgot how to move. 
or speak or breathe. <laughs> and that's when I realized that I was in trouble. I couldn't breathe, I mean, like no more than a sip here and there, like trying to suck air through one of those little coffee straws. I, I wanted to breathe, but I couldn't. I wanted to move. Couldn't do that either. Um, it didn't take long before my chest felt like it was going to cave in, and my vision started to go a little dark around the edges. The sounds shifted. I could hear the sprig shrieking, but it sounded like it was underwater somehow. And then I was scared. I was scared for it. I didn't want it to go flying at her because I knew she'd kill it. I could just sort of see that in my mind's eye, the way she would wring its neck when it went for her. And so I thought as hard as I could, hoping that the sprig would hear me and pay attention and not get itself killed. It, look at it almost worked. It still flew at her. And when she reached for it, that glittery dust was all over her hands too, like she just dipped them into a vat of, I don't know, whatever that stuff was. She caught one of the feathers, like she was going to pluck it out, and it went from being all colorful to just this bright, blinding silver white in her fingertips. And then this sprig twisted and flew. It went off in the other direction. I felt the leash snap. It, 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 it's gone. You might be able to dream dive and find it again, but I doubt it. I'm sorry. Still, it's alive. I know how hard you worked with me, training me to be able to get close to one, so I'm sorry that I couldn't manage more than that, but I need you to understand that I did the best I could, given the circumstances. But the, that woman, she spoke to me. She leaned in close and I could feel her breath against my ear and she, she gave me the words. Yeah, those words, but I can't say them. I, I've tried, but every, every time I just, I, I taste blood on my teeth and I feel so cold inside. This is harder than I thought it would be. Telling you this. I, I thought if I explained that you'd understand, but there's really no easy way to push through to the rest of it, is there? Uh, that hunt is was my last. I'm trying to hold it together here, but it's a, <laughs> it's a little difficult. Please don't. No, no. Shh, 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 shh. No. No, listen. I've had the Chris for a while now, and you knew it. This knife wasn't a secret. You knew what it was. And you knew I was hunting. 
But now I've got the words, too. And so it has to be this way, all right? This is what we wanted. And it's what we planned for, so if you'll just... Just... Yeah. Just close your eyes. Just keep your eyes closed. When you open them again, I'll be gone. But... You know where to look for me. You know how. If you want to. End case file number 86B. Subject. Wraith. And so we wrap up our second episode. Our new music is made possible courtesy of the incredibly talented Elyon Black. If you're looking for music or beats to inspire, I hope you'll seek him out. And if you enjoyed this story, please consider supporting my Patreon. Even the smallest contributions help carve out more time for us to explore together.